0: Lifestyle
1: choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson.
0: Thanks for joining me today. I've got a really interesting show for us. I've got Dr. Pat Cologne and she's got she is a certified functional medicine practitioner, a coach, a chiropractor, a speaker and an author. She's helped thousands over the last 35 years with their pain and their chronic po- problems by focusing on the whole person. And the result is that her clients and patients find out why and the cause of the problem. And once you know that, you can start to identify what, why, where, and how to begin your health journey to live longer, better, and healthier. Dr. Blaine is the founder and principal of Ask Dr. Pat Health Team Network, a company dedicated to skyrocketing your health, your lifestyle, and your mindset. With strategies and programs that make sense and help you age gracefully, Think, Move, and Feel Better and Live Longer and Happier. Dr. Pat, thank you for joining me today.
1: Oh, I am so happy to be here. It's a lot of, it's always a lot of fun. I love doing this and I love seeing people thrive. So this is the perfect mixture.
0: Well, and you know, the fastest growing population right now is those that are 100 and over. So who doesn't want a good strategy on how to live longer and age gracefully and and move better?
1: Oh, yeah. I've had people say to me more than a couple of times, like, if I would have known I was going to be this old, I would have made better plans younger. So one of the things we do is we help people who are younger not be in that situation when they get older.
0: (laughs) And we are. Right. We all need that. So has Mm -hmm. this been your mission from the beginning or or you're skilled in so many different categories? I didn't know if you started in one and found your way to where you are. Everybody loves a good story.
1: <laughs> well, I had some masters in my life who taught me how to tell stories. Um, you know, it's just like when I always say that I, you know, when I played doctor, you know, and when you're a kid, I was the doctor. I was never the patient. I never died. None of my patients ever died, thank God. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, uh, it started from then, I mean know and i and I was always very keen towards the science and in doing projects and you know science based things and testing things for acid base um It's just the way that my brain worked even as a child. I was very analytical and so you know getting to a point of going to school and you know all my friends are going to med school and I didn't want to go to med school um but I thought about it, and so I thought that's what I should do. Um, and then I worked in the University of Michigan Hospital, um, volunteering as a patient relations advocate um, under the auspices of an independent study in college. And I really knew that at that point in time, I did not want to be a medical doctor. I didn't see anybody get well. And I actually, the only ward that I said that's ever happy in a hospital, really happy, is the maternity ward. Uh, so you know, that really swayed. And then I had a friend who went to chiropractic school and said, You should go, you should come with me. You can go, you can come. You've got all the prerequisites and da 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 And I went, I don't know, I don't wanna do that <laughs> And it was the best decision I ever made when I hurt my a soldier and um I was waiting on tables and doing getting working on an MBA um, my shoulder just totally went out to lunch and uh, worked on that fixing. He came home at the time, adjusted me. And like two days later, I had like full mobility of it. And I said, wow, this is very cool. And so um, that's when I decided I was going to be a chiropractor. Um, and, um, and I went and I never looked back. I just had really, you know, in making, you know, when you're making an omelet, And you have all the ingredients that you need and you don't have too many eggs and you don't have too many vegetables or whatever you're going to put in it. It comes out perfect all the time. And so when the knowledge that I was able to acquire from numerous things, even mergers and acquisitions and and that um, it's always been based off the premise that I love to solve problems and it has to make sense to me. So that way I can replicate that and like make it so that, whoever I'm speaking to can understand it in a safer, quicker, and simpler solution um, MO type of thing. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense, and it's, you know, problem-solving at its finest, that's for sure, because at the Brain Performance Center, I have a lot of clients that come in, and they really, they're not sure of what's going on, or, or I'll say, well, you know, it sounds like I hear some anxiety. Oh, no, no, you know, and I'll see those shoulders go up to their earlobes, and so a lot of times, oh, there's, that people don't know what their problem is. I hear that they're stuck. You know, I'm stuck. A lot and that's a problem so what's your first when when you first my first step with anybody is a is a consultation because i have to understand your situation and know that i can really provide a solution that meets your expectations where do you start same place
1: <laughs> usually um When I talk to somebody, I'm always finding out, like I ask them to to paint their dream day for me. And then I ask them how bad they want to get there, how bad you want it. And then say, like, you know, now we have to take a look at where you're at and look at all the pieces of the puzzle. And then when you have all the pieces of the puzzle, you can start putting them like this one works here and this one works here. We've got to reshape this. You know, like your diet or your exercise or, you know, especially, you know, your mindset and your mental attitude because the, the, um, I've had uh, patients who were incredibly depressed in my office. Um, and their husbands always said to me or her wife, you know, guys said to me, like, they look forward to coming to my office. And um, I said, why is that? They go, you're so funny. <laughs> and, I, and I would just laugh. I was thinking, oh, my God, they're missing the point. But then I thought, maybe they're not. <laughs> and, but, you know, but I was just glad that it gave them an opportunity to have that, you know, to have a little bit of peace of mind while they're getting work done because they, um, from adjustments, they did get better. And I also never Whoever came in my office, there was always a dietary nutritional approach that was always taken a look at for anybody who came in. It was mandatory part of that piece of the puzzle because you can't think well move well and feel well if you're not eating well.
0: No, I always say I think like I eat when I'm eating clean and I have clarity. I have precision and when I'm not, it's not such a good story so you
1: know we, it's just like we like to minimize those stories
0: right? well but lifestyle changes is one of the hardest things and changes in diet has been one of the biggest challenges for me with a lot of people I mean the food is their comfort zone it's their emotional security and to try to change that and take it away from them it can really be a challenge
1: well, because then they lie to you. Um, but the, but the thing is about the food, though. A lot of times, when food becomes comfort food, a lot of comfort food, when you have the realization that a lot of comfort food really isn't good for you. And the thing is you know, that you can't ever send. The thing is not to send frequently. You know, and that was always one of my rules. In my office is like it doesn't like you can't have, you know that. Um, you know, that, that pizza ever again, you know, with all the things that you like on it, it just means until you get better and you have more stability and more, um, you have more structural soundness, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, then you've got to do what you have to do to get beyond that. Because, um, And then also looking at, too, the emotional component and like our childhood traumas and, and those type of things that people bury in their bodies. So anytime, and it doesn't have to be the same thing, as you well know, doesn't have to be the same thing that comes up you know it could be something that they watch on tv it could be something that they overhear someone say that just triggers that moment for them to go start to take that spiral and if they know how what that looks like and what it is and they have tools not to do that that's what i help people with so they don't have they don't bury keep on burying those emotions inside their body so that they eventually get sick in those areas where they, wherever it's being buried
0: well you've got a you're a best selling author, and then you've got a book why are you sick fat and tired and that's a great that's a great question that's a great conversation starter that's for sure
1: well they either love you or they hate you <laughs> so, you know um it it is because you know a lot of people you know can look in the mirror and they can see if they're fat or not. You know, they know if they're, they're getting, you know, if they're getting heavier and they're gaining weight, their clothes don't fit, you know. But likewise, you know, you can have internal fat, which is sometimes, which is called brown fat, which um, is not healthy fat in your body and surrounds your organ system. And you can be skinny, super, super skinny. So, you know, it's just like that one piece you have to look at body composition. And people know when they're tired. You know, people might push through being tired, but they definitively know when they're tired. It isn't like they go, like, I never realized I was tired. And that, and a lot of people don't know that they're sick, you know, and that was pretty much shown positive proof of that during the pandemic where there's a lot of people who ended up, you know, having their their immune systems were shot before the from the get-go. And so, you know, a lot of people are sick, they don't know it, and, you know, and then something happens and it brings whatever is underneath the surface, like an iceberg rushing up to the surface and say, well, now you got a big problem. And so if you knew where to focus your time, your energy, your money, and all your resources, then what my book does is it helps people and guides them into identifying those areas. And when they identify those areas, then they can focus on that because sometimes my, one of my biggest teachers in uh, chiropractic and, um, you know, kinesiology, and the um the, the i always called him he was such a great diagnostician um he, he always said what you got he was from texas i think and he used to say with this texas accent what you got isn't necessarily what you got you know and um he cuz he we we would do case studies with him and then he would say you know and, and you always knew you were going down the wrong path when he said that to you thinking mm-hmm. okay so let's go back to the piece of the puzzle that we're missing um so the book's a great book in that it also acts as a workbook, a guidebook, and an advocating tool so that when you take the questionnaires, because there's a lot of questions in there, there's 11 chapters for men, 11 chapters for women of uh, questions that give you an idea of where that glitch is at or what's going on in present moment. And so a lot of times we just go through our day, you know, and, you know, then you're burnt out and you're thinking, how did that happen? You know and, and so I think it's a really important piece of the puzzle for that book, and that offers that you know awareness about your health and more awareness about your body. Then you can find the appropriate person and the appropriate platform that makes sense in order to move forward.
0: Well, are there some lifestyle solutions that our listeners, anybody could use that would Im- improve their health quickly?
1: Sure. Drink water. <laughs> hydrate. Yeah. You know, I say hydrate all the time. 50% of your body weight, you know, in water. Don't like water? Drink it out of the straw and put some lemon juice in it <laughs> or, you know, or something like lime juice. You know, I, one of those two are the best. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are dehydrated. A lot of it, the statistics that I saw when I was actually in active practice was that, most people who came in were their issue or their trauma or their malfunction was because of dehydration. And so we don't, we don't have the tendency to really drink, you know, enough fluids in the daytime to stay hydrated. It also is a great way to help, you know, lose weight. Um, And that hydration, you know, and the other thing is, you know, I I had a patient, my second patient ever. I was still a student doctor. My first patient was the granddaughter of the second patient, and she was 92 years old. And I asked her what she did for exercise. And she said, well, with this southern, nice, beautiful Atlanta southern accent, she said, well, I go out in my backyard with my Dixie cup and I water my garden. And I said to her, how many plants do you have? Because <laughs> I was thinking, well, that's not too bad, you know, going out in the backyard, you know. And she said, um, 150. <laughs> okay. So, you know, and she goes, Dr. Pat. And I learned this from her and I say it all the time. I wrote posts on this in LinkedIn even. I always say, she always said, you know, Dr. Pat, if you don't move, you're going to die. <laughs> with that, just exactly in that intuition. I always send her good vibes. Um, you know, she's long gone, but she, you know, her some of her uh, pearls of wisdom that she shared with me um, when I was, you know, treating her. And all she wanted to do was just crochet one more Afghan because I had a new one coming.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, you know, we helped her accomplish that and to be able to do that.
0: That's 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 an amazing story,
1: so the, uh, so the two things right water, yep. hydrate and move,
0: yep, I mean, and both of those we talk about at the brain performance center, the brain weighs three pounds, but it's eighty percent water, and with the only time people that when they do their training they'll get a, a slight headache afterwards, it's because they're not hydrated mm-hmm. so i I share your passion around the water. And moving, the brain loves to move, so it does. It's, and it's so much easier. Those two things, those are so they're easy. Yep, they're they're yeah. not hard.
1: It's a way to go back to basics without torturing yourself. <laughs> and you know, it, it is just. in there's like you know things that people can do. So they can buy, you know, the appropriate container that doesn't leach out any plastics or you know any aluminum into your water. So they, it's a measured amount so you don't have to think about well what does 32 ounces look like I mean yeah. my number is 75 ounces so I have containers that I drink 16 ounces of water in them and um, and then if I make tea I'll dilute the tea if I drink uh, tea that um, has cherries and it's all red and it has hibiscus and things like that because I want to keep those um, oxidants you know for me um, you know that's a really good color of cheat to have and I also source it as being organic you know so that would be another tip I would give everybody is just like you know they um, you know are or buying organic as you know as your pocketbook can afford um, would be really important what I notice is that a lot of people who live to ripe old ages they grew up with organic food They didn't have the other stuff that we have and problems that we have now with, you know, things being, you know, sprayed with pesticide, herbicide, insecticide, you know, and things like that. They didn't worry about that. They just washed it off. Right. And then you like my mother used to say, I go, Were you having anything else for dinner? She said, nope, have a good dinner. (laughs) You know, you just ate what was in front of you. You didn't have so many choices then.
0: Well, one of the things that uh, I've seen on your website is is you talk about the positive mindset Mm -hmm. and the positive mental attitude and how that leads to success. Tell us more about that.
1: Well, um, there's five pillars of health. You know, the, the definition of health by the World Health Organization said it's not the absence of disease or infirmities. And that's their basic um, definition. And then Marion and Webster's dictionary said it's when your organs are functioning 100% of the time. We don't know that. We don't know that until we, a lot of times until you have too many signs and symptoms that have to be, you know, monitored. You're thinking this isn't right, you know. And so, um, a lot you know, we hear too many stories of people going in, To, you know, and supposedly not having anything going on prior to that and then being diagnosed with some third or fourth stage of cancer. I mean, that doesn't, there was, there were signs and symptoms. They just didn't understand what they were to pay attention to them. Um, so, um, in that, piece of the puzzle for mindset, I organize that definition of health into five pillars. The first one is a proper diet, nutrition, which for me, they have to be the same, proper exercise, proper sleep, um, positive mindset, and positive mental attitude. And also um, function, you know, I always say structure is function or proper posture, because when you're sitting straight, your muscles have got to be working in order to maintain that. But the most important one is for me, I mean, the brain's important because it controls and coordinates all functions of the body. But what's important to me is to be able to control your thoughts. Uh, because if you can control your thoughts, then you can be successful in your diet and you can in your nutrition. You can control your thoughts, in fact, master them for you know, having or scheduling more activity for yourself. And also, a lot of times when people go to sleep, they can't shut their mind off. You know, and having control of your thoughts, especially them, will give you the sleep that you need so you can repair, revitalize, you know, and hit the ground running in the next morning. You know, and the brain detoxes when you're sleeping, so getting that quality deep sleep is so important. Um, and, you know, and there's a lot of like sleep devices that are out there that help people um, with monitoring their sleep. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people just don't have, they have too many distractions around them. You know, they have a TV set, which should not be in a bedroom anyway. Um, in my opinion, and you know, they have electricity right by the head of their bed. Um, they have their telephones on, you know, instead of having an airplane mode. Um, we have, we're getting bombarded in so many different ways. It's hard just to like get into that mindset of being able to sleep. So when you have, you know, a positive attitude when something goes wrong, instead of saying like, oh, my God, there we go again, you know, you can say, oh, my God, look what happened. I go, how can I not make that happen again? You know, and if you say like, oh, if I did this, that wouldn't have happened. Then, you know, and then you start doing affirmations with your conscious brain that, um, will quell the activity of the primitive brain, right? And the lizard brain, what I call the lizard brain, um, and the mammalian brain. The so mammalian brain stores all our emotions. And so if we start feeding it that positivity in it, then we can have better, you know, outcomes. If we control the talk that our, we're having with ourselves, you know, then we can control the outcomes, which will help the, the primitive brain uh, start to uh, calm down and be able to listen to the conscious brain and take the lead from that. I mean, in a very broad sense.
0: Well, there, there's a lot of good advice in there. Do you find that people, when you go into the positive, you know, the mental health, the positive psychology, do you think people have a a good understanding of how the the connection between mindset and mental health?
1: Um, I would say, you know, intrinsically, yes. Um, what happens is, is that people have this nine box, this or I say, these nine dots, are not a box that they're living in, of all the things they know to be true. And the fear is, is that if I know this to be true, then how come it's not working? because a lot of times for our solutions, we have to go out of our box. We have to look outside ourselves in order to get the solutions that we need in order to be successful. You know, it might be like, you just got to wake up a half hour earlier. I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's not something that is, you know, is harmful to wake up a half hour earlier and like an example like that. But I think that the, um, the that that piece um is asking you know like what is what is it that i have to do i want to be healthier i want to think better feel better the whole spiel you know so it's like what is it that i have to do in order to do that and if you can make it and chunk it down so that the it's not overwhelming you know it's just like instead of looking at this is where i want to go i know that but like what's the first thing i have to deal with what's in my first tier You know, and what's in my second tier? And then, you know, when you need help in those tiers to overcome something, whatever it is, then, you know, then you get the help that you need so that you can keep on progressing. Because the idea is not to go backwards, the idea is keep moving forward.
0: So you make it really as simple as you can for people to understand it. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, and and just, you know, it's just like, what, you know, what is it that you want to do? You know, and then, you know, are you willing to do what it takes to be healthy? You know, and well, that's the kicker right there. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't always want to do what it takes to be healthy. And, you know, so you, you know, there's only like you can lead someone, you can lead a horse to water. It doesn't mean that the horse is going to drink, you know, and, and sometimes you just have to keep on planting that seed. I mean, they say it, you know, in like email marketing that you have to touch someone like, you know, anywhere from eight to 12 times in order for them to respond. And so, you know, sometimes people need more attention than other people do, um, in order to go down that path or like I'm at the end of the road. You know, I'm going to go right and the other person wants to go to the left. And so like that and then I'll meet you on the other side, you know, and that works for a very short time. (laughs) But um, but eventually the, you know, making those decisions, you know, you have to have good information in front of you so you can make a solid decision and you can't make really good solid decisions if you're not
0: eating well. Couldn't say it any better than that. Well, we've got about four minutes left, and I'd like for you to offer if you had two takeaways for our listeners, share those, and then tell our listeners a little bit about where they can find you, the book, more information.
1: Well, I, I think that people, you know, I think, you know, when people create um, a ceiling or if they keep on sabotaging themselves, you know, so it's like I keep on finding myself in the same place all the time. Instead of getting upset about that, maybe the thing to do is to find a way that you can get in sync with what your home body rhythm is like in, if you meditated or if you, or if you did, um, you know, in your meditation, you, it or if you prayed, whatever it is that you want to do, just so you have that quiet time that's uninterrupted and you can just decompress. Like I tell people when they come home from work, make it mandatory. Go in your room and lock the door for 30 minutes and lay flat. You know, and then get up. I go and then participate because you've got to give yourself enough rest. You know, and another takeaway for people is that, you know, if it ever crosses your mind, you know, I, I always people people like, well, Dr. Pat, I was sitting there and I would just, I was going to order something, but I heard your voice in my ear <laughs> telling me, are, are you sure you want to eat that? Um, it's like, look and read labels. Yeah. If you don't understand what some ingredient is in your food don't look it up. If you can't pronounce it, nobody cares. But what I do care for you and hope that you do is you look at what the side effects are of that ingredient.
0: Great because, advice.
1: And, and, so, and then take that ingredient and then make a list for yourself. Become an authority about your food that you're eating. And if something's in something, just simply say no. You know, it's just like when somebody has ice cream or a a birthday cake, you know, you don't let the spoon sit on the table, practice self-control, because as soon as you take a bite, it's like, you know, it's like taking three steps backwards when you could just sit there and everyone else, you're going to, you're not going to have brain fog. You're going to have, you're going to be on your game and you're going to be able to move forward. So keep moving forward.
0: Great advice. We've got one minute left. Let our okay. listeners know where how they can find you online and where is the book.
1: Okay, the book's on Amazon. It's a simple place to find it. Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? And it's the book that has the red letters on it because there's the first edition that's somehow still on there. I haven't figured out how to get that off of there. And um, so that's the one. Uh, LinkedIn. Um, is where I live a lot of times. Um, and that's LinkedIn with my name, linkedin.com, IN forward slash. Um, and my name, Dr. Papalone. Instagram is the same. If you know the, the, the dot com for instagram that's easy um i also have a facebook page i work a lot off my personal page so feel free to jump on and say hi there and it's dr pat in one word and then my last name boulogne that's the best easiest way to find it on uh, on facebook and i do have my business page on there also so i'd love the follows we would love the likes and i'd love to get to meet you
0: All right. Well, Dr. Pat, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a really, I've learned, I've learned some good things I can apply to my lifestyle. Thank you (laughs) so much. I appreciate that. Have a great day. You too.
1: On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like
0: this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com.